Welcome to episode 3 of Wild Wednesday's Questions and Answers. I am Danau and today we have yet another exciting question we are going to discuss to find out what the Bible has to say about this topic. Now, let's jump right into it. Now, the question is, do babies and children go to heaven when they die? Do babies and children from who has parents of other religion go to heaven when they die? Let's find out. Now, the Bible doesn't explicitly answer the question of whether children who die before they are born again go to heaven. However, enough indirect information can be pieced together from Scripture to provide a satisfactory answer which relates to infants as well as those with mental handicap and others. The Bible speaks to the fact that all of us born of human parents are born with an inherited corruption from Adam that ensures we will inevitably sin. This is often referred to as original sin. While God created Adam and Eve in his own likeness, the Bible says that once Adam and Eve fell and became sinful, Adam fathered children in his own likeness. All human beings have inherited a sinful nature through Adam's original act of disobedience. Adam became sinful and he passed that sinfulness along to all his descendants. The Bible speaks matter-of-factly about children who do not know enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. You can find this in Isaiah 7. Verse 16, one reason people are guilty before God, according to Roman 1, says, is that they refuse to acknowledge what is clearly seen and understood concerning God. People who, upon seeing and evaluating the evidence of nature, reject God are without excuse. This raises some questions. If a child is too young to know right from wrong and possesses no capacity for reasoning about God, then is that child exempted from judgment? Will God hold babies responsible for not responding to the gospel when they are incapable of understanding the message? We believe that granting saving grace to babies and young children on the basis of the sufficiency of Christ's atonement is consistent with God's love and mercy. In John 9, Jesus heals a man born blind. After the physical healing, the man goes through a process of receiving his spiritual sight. At first, the man is ignorant. He knows Jesus' name, but not where to find him. Later, he arrives at the truth that Jesus is a prophet and that he is from God. Then, in speaking to Jesus, the man admits his ignorance and his need for a saviour. Jesus asks him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And the man replies, Who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Finally, having seen the light spiritually, he says, Lord, I believe and worships Jesus. Following the expression of faith from the man born blind, Jesus encounters some spiritually blind Pharisees. Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world 
so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What, are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin, but now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. In other words, Jesus says, If you were truly ignorant, blind in brackets, you would have no guilt. It's because you are not ignorant, you are willfully unbelieving, that you stand guilty before God. The principle Jesus lays down in John 9 is that God does not condemn people for things they are unable to do. Sin is measured by the capacities or ability of people and by their opportunities of knowing the truth. If people had no ability to do the will of God, they could incur no blame. If they have all proper ability and no disposition, God holds them to be guilty. According to this principle, babies and young children who are unable to accept or reject Christ, regardless of their parents' religion, are not held accountable for unbelief. Before people mature enough to discern right from wrong, sometimes called reaching the age of accountability, it would seem that they are not held responsible by God. Let's look at the age of accountability. 13 is the most common age suggested for the age of accountability based on the Jewish custom that a child becomes an adult at the age of 13. However, the Bible gives no direct support to the age of 13 always being the age of accountability. It likely varies from child to child. A child has passed the age of accountability once he or she is capable of making a faith decision for or against Christ. The one passage that seems to identify with this topic more than any other is 2 Samuel 12 from verse 21. The context of these verses is that King David committed adultery with Bathsheba with a resulting pregnancy. The prophet Nathan was sent by the Lord to inform David that because of his sin, the Lord would take the child in death. David responded to this by grieving and praying for the child. But once the child was taken, David's mourning ended. David's servants were surprised to hear this. They said to King David, What is this thing that you have done? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. David's response was, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me, that the child may live. But now he has died. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. David's response indicates that those who cannot believe are safe in the Lord. David said that he could go to the child but could not bring the child back to him. Also, and just as important, David seemed to be comforted by this knowledge. In other words, David seemed to be saying that he would see his baby son in heaven, though he could not bring him back. Although it is possible that God applies Christ's payment for sin to those who cannot believe, the Bible does not specifically say that he does this. 
Therefore, this is a subject about which we should not be adamant or dogmatic. God's applying Christ's death to those who cannot believe would seem consistent with his love and mercy. It is our position that God applies Christ's payment for sin to babies and those who are mentally handicapped since they are not mentally capable of understanding their sinful state and their need for a savior. But again, we cannot be dogmatic. Of this we are certain, God is loving, holy, merciful, just and gracious. Whatever God does is always right and good. He loves children even more than we do. I believe you enjoyed today's episode. Till we meet again next week. Shalom.